Two things that are guarantees in this life is that we will sin and that we will be sinned against. While we typically want grace for our mistakes, we want payback for others. How can a Christian filter through these scenarios? It's time to go the second mile and overlooking offenses. Hey, this is Travis Agney. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 5.41, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile as well. We want to follow Jesus as close as we possibly can, and so that's why we're taking for these uh, summer months looking at some of how we process our emotions in a biblical way. I've been looking at the book of Proverbs and looking at some of these wonderful nuggets of wisdom of how to deal with tempers and envy. Um, you, you think about hatred and fear and all, all different types of emotions that really can come in and, and rob us if we're not careful of how we need to process things well. Because deep down, I know that all of us have a standard by which we would like to respond when life happens. But what happens is, is that we typically get to a place where we find ourselves allowing our emotions to either amplify what we feel and they might even dictate how we respond. And so sometimes we may have the right uh, perspective on what needs to be done. Something has been done wrong and you're angry. Well, angry is not a sin, but if we're not careful, our emotions will amplify our feelings, but also our response, and it is not helping the situation at all. So today I want to look at overlooking offenses. And what does that look like when someone offends you, when something is done against you? How do you overlook it? And I am not talking about just going, well, oh, don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. No, there are some situations that definitely need to be addressed. But I'm talking about those situations that you can't stay in a, a state of bitterness for your entire life. And so at some point, you have to do what Colossians 3 says. We have to learn how to bear with one another, right? I love the way it says that because it's just not saying, look, you're just going to love everybody easily and um, just want to be around everybody all the time. But no, sometimes there are situations and certain people that you have to bear with, that you have to somewhat overlook the offenses. And, and so you might even know the complexity of what it's like to forgive someone for something they did that was very significant hurt in your life and a long time ago. There's also a whole different level of it of what if that person does a little something all the time and what does that look like? Well, to protect you from staying bitter uh, and to be kind of jaded with uh, other people, you really have to get down to what does it mean to overlook offenses and to say, okay, when we get hurt, when we get frustrated, when we get annoyed by other people, how should we process this as Christians and respond in faith? So when we're hurt and we want to overlook offenses, how do we respond in faith? And that's typically right the key phrase we got to use, that it's in faith, that sometimes you're going to make decisions about how you respond that you probably wouldn't say is downright what you would think should happen. You've got an idea of how to pay back, how to make things fair, how to make things just. But sometimes doing things God's way means, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to trust that you have the best idea of how all this can be fixed, how this can be addressed. So if we're talking about overlooking offenses, first mile believers, those who want to do the bare minimum, you, you could be in this place where you acknowledge that others can't be perfect. I think we all say that, right? We all know, okay, yeah, I know that no one's perfect, and you can acknowledge that. But second mile believers are those that acknowledge that you can actually be okay with that thought. It's, it's one thing to say that you know everyone's not perfect, 
but it's another thing to be able to be in such a perspective to realize not everyone's perfect, and, and that's including me. And so as I'm processing the pain that might be happening, whether it's in a marriage relationship, a friend, a coworker, someone in your church, someone that continually offends you, what happens is, is that there's one thing to say, I know, you know, nobody's perfect. That's one thing. But to acknowledge that you're going to be actually okay with that. And you're going to give some room and allowance to allow people to process about what does it mean to follow God and not be perfect. So the verse of scripture I really want to point you to is a great uh, proverb to help us think through how we overlook offenses. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11 says it this way, Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Let me read that again. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. It's his glory to overlook an offense. It's, it's his, uh, other translations will say it is his virtue, or it, he earns respect by overlooking wrongs. And so here's this um, proverb that says, those that have a good sense about them, they're not going to be quick to anger, but they're going to be slow to anger. James 1 teaches us that, right? But Proverbs 19.11 says, good sense makes one slow to anger, and it's his glory. It's his virtue. It's a good thing if he's able to overlook an offense or overlook wrong. And so just a few things to to practically uh, unpack with this, because you're probably in a situation where you do have some people that are either have made great offenses in your life, they've hurt you deeply, and it may have been something that happened recently, or it may have been something that happened 10 years ago, but most likely you're probably in relationships where maybe it's not that one significant issue, it's just a whole lot of things built up over time. It's kind of like death by paper cuts, right? Or uh, what someone told me one time, they said that sometimes serving ministry, you feel like you're being stoned to death by spitballs. What people are throwing at you, you know they're not that hard, they're not that difficult, but over time it just becomes annoying. And I think a lot of times people will, will walk in that, that you just feel like, I, I feel like I'm just being overwhelmed, that it's just the continual stuff keeps happening. I remember years ago, one of my friends, uh, well, two of my friends were kind of frustrated with one another. They worked in ministry together, and I was trying to be peacemaker, right? I was trying to get these two guys to be down at the reconciliation table to be able to work through their issues, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. And I can remember as I started listening to one and then listening to another and started saying, okay, well, here's what I want you to do. I said, now think through. I, I know what was done was wrong, but let's talk through unpacking. And, and my friend stopped me. He said, don't do that thing you do. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I don't want to see their side of it. I don't want to walk in their shoes. Uh, they're wrong. I'm right. And I said, I, I understand that you feel that way, but let's just at least understand it. Because one of the most key things to overlooking offenses is that if you have a sense of good sense, right, you're going to be slow to anger. You're not going to be rushing to anger every time someone does something to you. And so if you have good sense to make you slow to anger, and it's your glory to overlook an offense, doesn't mean that you don't need to address it, but at least helps you put it into proper perspective to know how significant of an issue is this? Is this something that we need to address? Is this something that I just need to overlook and move on from? Because typically, we're probably bearing the burden of walking with that offense even more so than the person who did it if we refuse to handle things in a biblical, godly, and even wise way. some practical steps to think how you can apply Proverbs 19.11 and help you overlook offenses. 
I want you to remember this. Number one, the Bible doesn't forbid anger. It just warns about rushing to it too quickly. So it is never, it says that it's sin that, that to be angry. In fact, God was angry. Jesus was angry. In fact, Ephesians 4 says, be angry. Just don't sin in your anger. So the Bible doesn't forbid anger. It just warns us here, don't rush to it too quickly. Good sense makes one slow to anger. So be slow to anger. Number two, you need to unpack this. But what makes you angry says something about you. Typically, when, when we're getting frustrated and we want to rush into anger, uh, my question is this, what does it tell you? Because some people only get anger uh, angered with one person or with certain situations. Maybe it's someone that they can take advantage of or someone they know is not going to push back. Um, or sometimes it's a certain group of people or it's a regular offense or maybe it's a trigger certain thing that someone does. It can be anybody, but if they say this certain word or, or use this type of tactic in communication, it does something. So what makes you angry says something about you. So sometimes you need to evaluate and say, what is it these offenses that keep bothering me so bad? Where does it come from and how do I need to address it? Number three, the people who have good sense from this scripture, the people who have good sense process their hurts through their own perfections. I think one of the ways that this proverb makes so sense to say, okay, good sense makes one slow to anger. I think the only way that happens is if you can step back and go, you know what? Uh, yes, this person that I'm struggling with is not uh, perfect, but neither am I. And so you can help filter through that, process your hurts and go, I need to overlook their offenses because you know what? I, I hope they're going to overlook mine as well. Number four, you don't have to resolve every single discrepancy within a relationship. Sometimes you overlook an offense. And, uh, and so sometimes I think it's just important to say, was that that big of a deal or am I tired and just making it a bigger deal than what it really is? Sometimes you do need to address it, but sometimes you just need to overlook it and move on. Someone's having a rough day. They said something stupid. Don't start World War III over it. Just move on. Number five, some repeated issues must be addressed for a relationship to survive. Yes, you need to overlook probably a lot of the offenses that happen, but some things that are repeated needs to be addressed or else the relationship will suffer over time. You cannot continue to brush things under the rug. You know the difference between something that was just a dumb mistake and something that's a habitual offense towards a relationship. Identify which one you're dealing with and, and work through it. Number six, showing grace to others should be natural to those who've received so much of it. So to overlook an offense is this to say, I know that I've received a lot of grace from Jesus Christ, so I need to be able to also show that to someone else. So it doesn't mean you're being a pushover. It doesn't mean you're being a doormat, but it does mean this. Sometimes you just give grace and you've been given a whole lot of it yourself. Number seven, don't take everything so personally. This one's huge. Sometimes when someone hurts you, you take it personally and it wasn't had anything to do with you. You were just at the wrong place at the wrong time. And if you take it personally, sometimes it can amplify to something it really shouldn't be. So my, my push to you would be this. If someone is offending you, and it's something that you go, I didn't cause it, then don't take it personally. Realize that's something that that person's going through, and so it doesn't have to be a personal attack towards you as you think through it. And number eight, take a walk in their shoes to understand why their feet hurt so badly. Uh, this is what I, I told you that my friend didn't want me to do, right? I don't want to see their side of the story. I don't want to walk in their shoes. I know what you're trying to do. But folks, a lot of times the offenses that people are going through, that it's a reason behind it. I was just thinking the other day, someone who offended me with something they said, and when I really unpacked it and I was really frustrated and, and wanted to sort of push back, I started stepping back going, okay, now why did this happen? And when I started unpacking it, I go, you know what? I'm not saying that what was said was right or what was done was right, but I could kind of filter it through a better way to say, you know what? This is probably the reason why that person responded so well. And so I'm going to give grace and hope they can show me some as well. Take a walk in their own shoes. You understand why they're going through it and it might help you overlook offenses as well. 
Hope to see you on the second mile.